Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. So Shane, as well as being Mead captain, you were doing a bit of modelling this week. I see the new Mead alternative jersey is out and you were the one that was chosen to, to wear it. Would you be one that pays much attention to what sort of jersey you're wearing or the design you're at and I know some lads are quite particular would it, would it bother you either way? Uh, no, no I wouldn't be too caught up in it uh, we actually did that a couple of weeks ago on it when we were strictly told to keep it under wraps by one of they didn't want any uh, any slip-ups so I kind of anticipated we might wear it against Mayo um, when I knew it was in the pipeline and going to be launched because obviously they did a walk of the game but then I think Mayo maybe fed us to the punch with their alternate jersey so um so, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too caught up, but I think uh, I suppose it's a bit of a fad now and, and people are mad for buying and uh, owning different kind of style of GA jerseys, so I suppose me, but we're trying their hand at it. Um, I actually think it's all right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, something a bit different, which is, is always interesting. That's it, yeah. It's certainly been a big change in the last number of years with, with the way the jerseys have gone. Talk to me a little bit about uh, being captain this year. Like, we know you're a lieutenant in the army, so you're well used to kind of the leadership role, but... You know, I can only imagine, you probably had to deal with plenty of nonsense over the years. Oh, he's the manager's son and everything else that you're playing for me in the first place or you're, you're starting. So does the does the pressure of being captain add another layer to that or is that something that would, would bother you at all or, or enter into your head? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Um, yeah, like you would hear bits and pieces. And to be honest, I'd say it's probably uh, different with, with the no crowds now. I'd say it's probably like to my mom and my family and stuff they probably hear more in the stands than I hear because people tend not to say things like that too so, yeah. uh, so no it, it's not too bad um, I think because the process that was put in place to actually select the captain the way that involved you know the, the two outgoings that is Donald and Brian um, was enough kind of validation for me like the, the people the people within your sort of circle of influence and they're the ones that see the work so when I heard my name was being mentioned I knew that the boys were kind of involved in sort of Suggesting possible candidates—that was the, that was more than enough for me because I'd, uh, I'd have massive respect for the two lads, and obviously, any time you get asked to, to captain a team, and particularly your county, is a massive honour. But, but following after two fellas like that uh, made it an even bigger honour. So no, no, to be honest, that stuff wouldn't really wouldn't really come into it. Um, you know, maybe a bit earlier in my career, it might have been might have been something that I was a bit more wary of. But at this stage, I think uh, I think I've, I've heard it all at, at this stage, so uh, I wouldn't be wouldn't be too stressed out about it. Yeah, because you're you're probably not old enough to remember, but I certainly am. When the the, the county champions had the captain, and, and that was the way it went, and I think it was Colin O'Rourke that they changed that rule for because it looked like Screen were never going to win a, a county title, and then they subsequently did in the in the nineties. I think it would have been so. Just in terms of the process, there, it sounds like is it kind of a few of the players will get together and suggest names. Is that kind of how it works? 
yeah, so there's a bit of a, a kind of, I suppose, leadership group there within the team that that has been kind of player chosen over the last number of years. And then between management and that group, um, they kind of consulted, they they uh, consulted amongst themselves, and, and there'd be a few names thrown around. And um, yeah, that, that's pretty much how it's come about the last few times with, with Mento and Chogi and. Uh, and that was pretty much how it was followed this time, yeah. So I think I, I know some counties still keep that uh, that traditional format. I, I think that's that probably can bring about its own problems as well. Uh, I know in hearing of a couple of instances where lads are making their debut and being captain, and that's probably bringing on a far greater pressure. Um, so this is the way we've gone about it the last couple of years, and uh, lads, lads have been happy enough with it so far. So yeah, yeah, that's the way we do it. How have you found the season so far? Obviously, last weekend it was a much changed me team, and and I suppose Mayo's experience showed there. But the first two games, you squeaked past West Mead, then you had a very good performance against Down. You win that game comfortably enough. Um, you know, it's a very shortened league season. I'm not sure if it's something you'd like to see going going forward in the years to come. Presumably not. But how have you found this kind of shortened season so far? Uh, yeah, I suppose like it brings its perks in that. There's way more bite about it. Um, you know, there's way more pressure on the games. I think as a league, you know, league is always there to be a preparation for championships. So going forward, you would like the length in the league. But just in terms of the actual nature of the competition, like if you could compare it to, say, the changes in the Mead Club Championship in the last year from a kind of very elongated group stage to what it is now, that's definitely the way to go for the likes of the championship. I can understand why they had to do it for the, the National League this year with time constraints. And I enjoy the nature of it. Uh, but obviously going forward, you're looking for, for a number of games in your league to prepare you for championship. Uh, in terms of our, our campaign so far, I think the the shortened pre-season and the the added pressure of a shortened season really showed in the West Mead game. I thought it was quite an edgy, sort of nervy affair. Um, and it was great just to get out the right side of it because you know you saw the following week, they could have they, they were very close to taking a result off... off um, Mayo as well so that kind of put ours into a different light I think and then we, we did have a strong performance against Down which was great and as you said unfortunately uh, last week the result kind of got away a little bit but to get game time into pretty much every fit player anyone who's not injured at the moment really has got game time in a three game league campaign whereas you know we've often gone seven game league campaigns where uh, we haven't had the luxury of, of changing up the team too much due to pressure for results. So that can only be a positive as well. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of learning to take from the results and how Mayo punish certain mistakes. But I think when you weigh it all up and the balance of everything to get games, I'm into so many lads there, uh, leaves them in hopefully a fairly healthy position going into the game next week. Just one thing you touched on there, the championship structure within the county. There was a, there was a theory for, for a lot of people that wanted the change to come that... The kind of elongated group stage that you mentioned there takes a lot of bite out of the the club matches, and that feeds through into the the kind of inter county game as well. In terms of that sort of um, you know the the ruthless nature of things, and and the, you lose a little bit of that edge when the club championship isn't quite so cutthroat. Is that something you would agree with? Um, it, it's hard to know yet. I suppose we'll probably have to see the results of uh, of playing this shortened club championship going forward. I, I just. Just in general, I think it's the way a championship should be. I don't think you should be getting too many bites at the cherry. And uh, like there was one year we qualified for a knockout stage. And why? It might have only been a preliminary quarterfinal, but having won two and lost three group games, like I mean, you've you've no business going into yeah. going into a knockout stage there. So I just I just don't think it makes sense. And I think there could be merit in that argument that that people are saying, but I think it's very hard to make a kind of casting judgment until uh, I suppose it plays out over the next few years and we see hopefully the benefit of. Uh, 
of playing a more cutthroat club championship. And, and I, I hope it is true. I hope it will bring a, a better edge to, to me teams in, in championship going forward. One of the other big topics of conversation, and I was chatting to Loud Captain Samuel Roy about this on Friday, the new rules. Um, I know you were a victim of a black card yourself uh, in one of the games, and I was just wondering what your what your take on, you know, there's obviously been quite a few brought in over the last couple of years. Uh, this year then, maybe with the with the foul inside of 21 that can lead to a penalty and all that kind of stuff. What's your, your take on the rules, and are, are there any that you're dead against or in favour of? Uh, I think it's crazy the amount of rule changes that, that goes on, to be honest. Um, I genuinely can't think of many other sports that have such uh, a constant turnover. Like every, every year, nearly the last couple of years, there's been a couple of, of big enough rule changes. And even just, um, I suppose, in the new rule before, before games, you're sometimes just kind of running ideas past referees and like no discredit them. They're kind of saying to you, yeah, look, I'm not 100% on this one and how could they be like they're trying to keep up to date with a tough enough rule book as it was and then getting all these thrown in on top of them so like uh, I think it's mad to be honest uh, like that for example that, that goal score on one uh, is extremely subjective first of all and I was even just looking at the wording of it this morning so it has to be within the 21 or the D so something could happen out in the corner of the pitch the ref has a split-second decision to make whether it was a goal-scoring opportunity or not. Yeah. And then on the flip, you could have maybe a team on the counter, a fella beats the last defender, 30 yards out from goal, and it's hauled down. And that's not going to be, which is very clearly a goal-scoring opportunity, but that's not going to be uh, a penalty. So I think there's changes for the sake of changes. Uh, I didn't like the mark rule coming in a couple of years ago, the idea of not passing the ball back to the goalkeeper. It's like people are just sitting there, uh, in my view, saying, right, how can we just put our own stance on this thing here? Um and kind of what annoys me the most about it is there seems to be very little uh, consultation on the players who, who like, not that it's all about the players, but I, I still feel we're a fairly mm. big uh, stakeholder in the game. So I think it's it's a reasonable thing to, to ask. And sometimes they do seem to ask the players through the GPA and you'll see the findings going back from the surveys that come up and they may as well not have asked them. So, yeah, look, I, 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 and I feel for referees trying to implement it. I feel for players who fall victim to it. I, I just, I don't really see, I don't see what they're trying to achieve out of this thing. Yeah, and on the penalty one, for example, and this was the same of the black card a couple of years ago, we spoke to David Goff about it, and a good friend of mine is a referee up in Dublin on the inter-county circuit, and, and he was saying, for that foul inside the 21, that you've got basically three or four decisions to make in a millisecond, you know, and, mm. you know, if it, let's say if it's just about inside the 21 or just on the 21, is he inside, is he not, was it deliberate, was it deliberate foul, was there anybody covering, you know, they've all these things to try and process. And it just seems, as you said, they're very, very difficult for the for the referees. And plus, as well, you're going to have situations, and no doubt this is going to happen in the championship, where somebody is through, and they maybe get a little touch, and they go down, and it maybe decides the game. And it does seem, as you said, there quite a lot to to do. And I'm imagining, as you for you guys training, like you're trying to bring things on, but then you have to add in all these extra rules as well. So that's probably taking up a lot of time in terms of your prep for games and making sure you're familiar with all that kind of stuff as well. So it adds another layer or two to your prep as well. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's interesting the thing you touched on there about you're probably nicely trying to say that I was going to dive to win, uh, to win yeah, scores. And exactly. That's, uh, that's something that's never been tackled in, in the GA. It's like we kind of bury our head in the sand over it and say, oh, that's a soccer instance. And it's completely like it's, it's rampant at the moment. Uh, so, I mean, if you're looking to... And I, I think I, I swallowed my pride after a while and I said, okay, I might try buy a few freeze because I was sick of uh, sick of suffering from the other side of it so um, 
because there's no there's no risk reward in this anymore. I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure black cards one of the black card things was for simulation at one stage, uh, and I've never seen one given. I've never heard GA talk about it as a problem. So that's something I'd far rather see tackled than uh, you're not allowed to use the goalkeeper as your next pass, like, which which is more of a problem in in terms of making the the game better or the spectacle. So. Yeah, yeah, I've probably gone off off the the, the question no, not at all. a little bit, but but I, like, yeah, I, I just sometimes I wonder what what are the the real issues and what are they really trying to tackle, and uh, that's one, for example, that I think we could we could really tidy up. And just like finally on the rules, then would you? And this is the same question I asked I asked Sam as well. Like, would you like to see? The, the sport going back to where it was maybe five or six years ago when there was none of the there was there were no marks okay you keep the black card rule in in, in its uh, in some shape or form I guess but you know what 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 would you like to see kind of rolled back on yeah I don't really mind the the midfield the kick out mark because I think you you get more of what you were trying to achieve there in terms of high catches like this advanced mark I I've seen very few, you know, fellas plucking a ball over a defender's head, which I presume was the skill you were trying to encourage. Like most of these advanced marks are uh, like a 25-30 yard pop pass onto someone's chest. So I think that can go. Um, yeah, I, I get rid of a good. I don't mind the black card in its more simpler form because I think it is important. Um, I keep the kick out mark rule, and yeah, I, I bring I bring a lot of things back after that. Yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see um, what what does happen in the future if they do kind of make a few changes. But certainly, uh, that's two players I've spoken to this weekend from from Eden Lake, both captains as well, of course, who are who are pretty much against. And Samuel Roy would be, as I said to him, one of the men to to benefit from the from that kind of advanced yeah. foul. And he's he's not even in favour of it. So look, advanced foul and the advanced back. Yeah, yeah it's, even more in his. Yeah. So we'll just have to see what happens with that. Just one final one. Then we touched on the fact that you know you're the mead captain. Your father's the manager. You're also, of course, going out with the mead ladies captain. Is it hard to get away from from football in your day to day life? We touched on the fact that you're in the army, so I guess that's a bit of an escape for you. But does does football kind of dominate your your life and your thoughts twenty four seven? Um, it it can if I let it. I suppose it's important to kind of have have a few other bits. Mine would be probably a bit better for for switching off. Um. And maybe that's something I'd, I'd take from from her and the way she kind of handles her business. Uh, yeah, I think it is it is important to ha- kind of have other focuses um, and work does that for me. And uh, even just trying to make times meet up with my mates, maybe aren't playing and aren't involved. And now they're always they're massive supporters, so it's all they're always keen to chat a little bit. But yeah, it's, it is something that I think you have to be making conscious effort of. Otherwise, otherwise you never switch off and you never relax. So it's. Uh, it is a bit all, all absorbing and all involving, but then I suppose that's kind of the way you want it as well. Cause if you're having too much football going on, it means you probably finish up early for, for the year, and, and that's not what you want either. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely around the whole time, but, but I'm okay with that. I, I, think I, I think I've managed to get a lot better at striking that balance and, and having a bit of switch-off time during the week to to just remove yourself from it. And then the, uh, the final question for you then, next weekend against Calair, it's the... League semi-final, essentially, really. So you're you're obviously focusing on that for the moment. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's a massive game. Um, obviously, there's nothing, there's no other game in the competition coming after, regardless. So, and even as it was, this was probably the the big game because obviously promotion is on the line. So, yeah, look, it's a local one against Kildare. Um, they, I know they they'd be looking at last year's game, saying that wasn't a real a real reflection. Um, the championship one, there was a bit of a mad one with the goals flying in and. They probably had a, could have had the game put to bed before half time, so they're certainly going to be 
uh, looking to correct a few things there and, and we'll be under no illusions as to how misleading that result will be. So it's going to be, going to be a huge challenge and uh, yeah, just, just really looking forward to, to having a go at it and, and seeing how it pans out. And you touched on the fact there that there's, no, there's going to be no final. Is that something that kind of irks you a little bit? I heard Kevin McStay talking about this yesterday and he was really annoyed by it. Uh, yeah, it seems it seems a bit strange, but now I can see the merit. I can see I can see the logic in it at least. Um, funny for us, for Division two, three, and four, as you said, I think the semi final is actually in many ways the bigger game because you get your you get your promotion out of it. Uh, Division one ones are probably a bit funny this weekend because I think it's there's a there's only maybe one possible outcome that can lead to a final being played. So I kind of you're playing semi finals there for for um, possibly no final and no promotion involved. So that's, that's probably a bit funnier. But with ours, look, I, I, I can understand the merit. It's a very short season and they have to, they have to be cuts made somewhere along the line. Um, maybe some of the teams who potentially could get to a final um, and are being accommodated might have actually liked to have played it themselves. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's, I suppose it's just one of the, uh, one of the things it has to give in, in the nature of this season. Yeah, and let's hope we're, we're back to a, a full league programme next season and back to league finals and everything like that. Listen, Shane, thanks so much for taking the time. Best of luck next weekend. Cheers. No problem at all. Thank you. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 